Hello, friend. I'm John Carter. Welcome today to The Carter Report. We have two special guests here with us today, Susan Pirano, Alan DeLeon. They've just come back as missionaries to Cuba, communist Cuba. And they've got a tremendous story to tell. Stay with us and welcome to The Carter Report. I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. John Carter investigates. A miracle in Cuba. Welcome back to the Carter Report. We have a tremendous program today. I have two special guests who've just come back from communist Cuba, Susan Pirino. We're so glad to have you with us today, Susie, and Alan DeLeon. Now, Susie, how long have you worked for the Carter Report for? I am now in my 25th year with the Carter Report. I never knew you were 25 years old. <laughs> 25 years with the Carter Report. 25 years, yes. Now, you are the Director of Communications for the Carter Report Evangelistic Worldwide Association. Yes. Alan, you're doing a degree right now at Fuller Seminary, aren't you? Yes, correct. Uh, what are you doing it in? Uh, I'm doing it in theology and ministry, and I'm currently finishing my last year. Uh, this is tremendous, Alan. We're, we're very, very proud of you. A degree in... Theology. Yes. You know, you didn't have to do that degree. You just had to talk to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It'd be a lot cheaper. <laughs> uh, we're glad to have you with us. You've just come back from Havana. Yes, indeed. In Cuba. Mm -hmm. Now, while you were in Havana, Cuba, you were helping to run, on behalf of the Carter Report, an evangelistic campaign. Indeed. To preach the gospel of Christ. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the roof blew off. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing story, actually. Tell me about the roof that blew off. Well, um, we were meant to run this campaign in a theater. It's a, a public theater that Pedro was able to uh, get from the government. Now who's this Pedro? Pedro is a young Cuban who is now presently going to seminary as well, uh -huh. and he's working towards his degree in uh, theology. He came with us to Russia. Yes, he came And with he's us. a bit of a firebrand, isn't he? Oh, Pedro is pretty incredible. He's a bit of a as... preacher, isn't he? Yeah, very much so. He got some... Dunamis. Oh, exactly. yeah. Okay, tell us about the, the, the roof that blew off. Well, the theater that we were meant to run the campaign in, um, beautiful theater, and Pedro's worked very hard. But, but I, I understand in Cuba, you can only run campaigns in church buildings. You can. Yeah, but because Pedro is recognized as an artist, a musical artist in Cuba mm -hmm. for his singing, uh, he was able to get a contract for a government building, which was this hall that we were originally intended to do the campaign in. And it's, it's a nice place. Oh, it was a beautiful, it's a theater. And it's in Havana. It's, in, it's outside of Havana, actually. Oh, I never knew this. It's yeah. in a city called Guinness. Hmm. And so uh, this is where Pedro, it's two hours from his home. And so it's, it's a little trek for him, but he was able to find it. How did he get permission? And from whom did he get the permission? Well, because he's recognized as an artist, uh, he gets special permission to rent out government-owned halls to do performances. 
Uh, so he was able to get in contact with one of the um, commanding officials of that hall in Weenus. Because that's that's pretty rare, isn't it? To oh, it is. Extremely. run an evangelistic campaign in, it is. in a public hall in communist Cuba. It right. is. And he was able to convince uh, the, the government that it was, in fact, more of a concert than it would be an outreach program. See, I can never do that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, because of his uh, recognition as a good singer in Cuba, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were more inclined to let him use the hall. And so because of that, he was able to get all the paperwork settled to do the campaign. And so he's going to run this campaign, and you're over there with Javier. Right, Your Javier husband. came with us. Uh -huh. Yeah, so there's a team of three Americans, and then there's Pedro, a young preacher, yes. and his wife, and his beautiful little daughter. Yes, yes. he and has so, a beautiful family. Yeah, and so he's got permission from the communist government to run this campaign for Christ and truth in this auditorium just outside of Vienna. Yes, and so the, the story begins where we're getting ready to go, and um, obviously this hall is already. He's advertised. He's prepared ten thousand invitations. How did he? How can he advertise? Well, we sponsored him. He said he wanted to do a certain mm -hmm. number of things, and so we said, how much? Mm -hmm. And we said, we could help him do that. We said, that. let's double it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, with the help from the donors, uh, specifically donating for evangelism yes. in Cuba, yeah. right. we were able to take those funds and directly submit them to, uh, to Pedro so that he could get all of these What's, small what, cost What, what sort of advertising? Uh, he did print advertising, and I believe he also did, uh, well, just a large print campaign. Uh, he was able to send all of those out to all over uh, that city of Weenus. Yeah. He also he also prepared a banner. It's mm. about six feet across. Yeah. So he had a banner for the church, and he did posters. Mm. And he told me he did five thousand invitations. And I, I I just want to say to the audience, I've met Pedro. Mm. <laughs> he came with us to Russia, and he's a great singer. And Pedro has got something that a lot of preachers don't have. You know what he's got? He's got fire in his belly. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Yeah. You don't singing. have to wind him up, do you? No, no. no. you gotta, <laughs> you got to hold him back. Yeah, yeah. you got to say, okay, take it easy. Yeah, yeah. take it yeah. easy. Yeah. And his wife is a great supporter. Oh, she is his... She's his by his side, and she helps him, and mm. he can't do it without her. So he's got permission from the communist authorities in Cuba, He's got this big public auditorium, and he's given out all of these handbills, and he's, he's ready to go. Right, and this theater seats 800 people. Well, that's not bad for so Cuba. it's not a little theater. It's not bad inside. It's pretty big, so yeah. he's excited because 800 people, we're, we're for sure going to fill it up. It's a great theater. Too bad it had a weak uh, roof. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay. Well, it wasn't counting on the bad weather. Yeah, well, tell us what happened. Well, so, tell us... He's about ready to start the campaign. Right. We arrived on the Tuesday, and we were getting ready, helping him with all the preps, and uh, it was to start on Saturday. Mm. And so um, we didn't know that there was going to be a change in the weather. And so it took place. And because we didn't have any communication, there's no TV, no Internet, yes. nothing, mm -hmm. we were clueless other than looking up at the sky and saying it's cloudy. You were in splendid isolation. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different, wasn't it? Uh, definitely yeah. was. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as, or as a result of the weather, uh, it knocked out power completely in but, the area where we were. But what happened to opening in the hall, well, oh. the communist hall? <laughs> uh, well, we were with him on Thursday, and word had gotten out from some people that were working closely with him uh, that us as Americans were going to participate in the campaign. Uh, so there was a lot of misinformation and miscommunication, uh, but the person that he originally had spoke to to rent the hall found out that Americans were going to be attending and possibly speaking, 
so they called him on Thursday to ask for our passport information. Um, he was a little weary in terms of giving it to them, uh, but the person had threatened to completely cancel the campaign unless we handed over our passport information. Uh, once we did, he called back within the hour saying that the entire campaign was canceled and that Pedro would no longer be able to use the hall. That's pretty disappointing, isn't it? He was devastated because yeah. obviously he'd been preparing for months. And it wasn't, you couldn't have felt too good because no. you'd gone to help him. Yeah, right. and, and it was and, potentially uh, our fault that we yeah. weren't able to do anything there. You've heard the story of Jonah, haven't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we told him. We said, well, if, if need be, we won't attend. We won't even go to the hall, so they won't see us there, if that helps. And so, I understand that he, he went then and, and played with the, uh, the top man. The, yes, he was the political leader of... The uh, communist official. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was with him all day as he was going through this process on Thursday, and I witnessed it firsthand. Uh, he was essentially shackled to his phone, trying to get all of this information mm. and communicate the idea across uh, he was even trying to go out there and physically speak to them face to face, uh, but they kept putting him off because all they said was it was canceled and nothing was going to happen. Well, that's that's what happens in a communist country. Right. You've got all these faceless bureaucrats. Right. If you think we got a bureaucracy in America, try going to a communist country. Right. <laughs> and yeah. he had been cleared by all the other officials of the city, so everybody knew. Except and they had, one person. Except one, because he had been sick. And so apparently it wasn't shared with him that mm. it was going to be that weekend. So he was he was upset because he wasn't in the loop, so to speak. So, you know, we have a little team come from California, a little part of the Carter Report, three important people. They go over there to support Pedro and, uh, and they've got this great auditorium and they're ready to go. And this is this is history in the making. Yeah. All and the excited. communist official, the head headman, what do you call it in Spanish? The head man. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the head honcho. But oh, that's the head honcho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. I want you folks to know that I'm up on my Spanish. So the head honcho, the communist says? No. No. In in Russia, he would have said what? Yes. 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 That's right. <laughs> yeah. We've heard that many times, too. <laughs> yes, we have. You know? Yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, Pedro was, was very devastated, and then we were, too, for well, it's being terrible responsible. News. And so uh, a credit to his intuition and his uh, craftiness to figure out another solution. Craftiness? Uh, exactly. Because, wisdom? Exactly. Wisdom, yeah. exactly. And he was able to speak to a pastor that had a church within a mile of the uh, that was original a hall. Yeah. And so because of that, he was slightly disappointed that it wasn't able to hold and the full And this was an Adventist church, was it? Yes, yes. Uh -huh. correct. Yeah. It exactly. And so by the end of Friday morning, uh, Pedro had stayed up that entire day Thursday, uh, the night prior, trying to organize this new campaign. And so we were essentially able to lock in this church, and we had moved the entire campaign to this smaller church, which was a mile from the original location. But the church was packed, wasn't it? Oh, it was. there wasn't enough room for the yeah, people. Right. I mean, I went upstairs to the balcony, and they had to bring in more benches, and they kept bringing out more benches, and, and, and it was just jammed. Pedro's packed. preaching away. Yes, yeah. Pedro's uh -huh. going full steam. Did he sing too? Yes. And and you know Pedro, his campaign, he had a choir, he had a violinist. <laughs> oh, he did. And he gave uh, his opening. He shared about Russia. He had video of himself singing in Russia, <laughs> and so he had quite an elaborate yeah, he's a doer. program. And we were we were pretty amazed. We yes. were impressed, and he had so many different aspects to his program. 
uh, and all of them were organized through him and by him. Uh, so he single-handedly put all of this together. And so he's preaching and he's teaching and he's singing in, in this auditorium and he's got how many people? He's got in the church, you In mean? the church, yeah. There, there were over 450, more, no, well, that's, more, that's no more could fit. In Cuba, that's a big crowd. Right. Yeah. Going to a religious meeting. Yes. And he had an audio team. He brought in lighting. Because he had all of this prepared for the theater. Uh -huh. So they had to move all of that equipment. I'd like to give him a job. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Quite, he's quite the doer, I'm telling you. He's pretty impressive. And so uh, the logistics of just having to move everything in itself was a huge undertaking. So I'm told that he went and spoke to this communist official, but maybe there was more to it than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. But somebody or some people were out to to do this young man in. Yes. And to stop him preaching the gospel. Uh, goodness me, who is Pedro? Yeah. He's got a bit of a nerve, hasn't he? Right. <laughs> he's hired this big auditorium and he's got the backing of the government. I think he was too successful. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't pay my friend to get too successful. <laughs> I'm just being facetious. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, he had a lot of attention. Yes. And so, especially the fact that three foreigners had come I mean, yes. that was sort of unheard of yeah. for this little so, so local pastor. He, he's given the big heave-ho. He is. He's saying, yeah. no, you're not going to do it. So we said, okay, let's make the best of this. Let's mm -hmm. just move to the church. Yeah. And he even got um, a couple of uh, deacons from the church, mm. and they printed up flyers on the last minute. So he had those deacons go to the theater. And night of, he, right. had, he had those deacons night of the, the campaign standing at the original venue, yeah. directing people to the new venue of the church. So he had organized all of this on the fly. And so you told me this when you came back. The communist official put on a special uh, opposition program. program. A program. Yeah, they got in a <laughs> national singer. That's right, because yeah. they saw that there was a lot of people coming and wanting to see something happen there. We're going to beat these people, these Christians who are preaching the gospel. That's right. So we're going it. to beat them bad. Yeah. And we're going to put on a big concert. Yes. Oh, and it's going to be popular. And, and we're going to make a lot of money because they were going to charge for each seat. And this little Pedro, he's down the road and nobody's going to hear about this Pedro. That's right. Exactly. That's what they thought. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they, they actually um, <laughs> hired a, a famous Cuban uh, singer yeah. that does uh, Cuban music. Yes. Pretty well known, Pedro told me. Mm. And uh, this singer was then to come in on Sunday mm. because since Saturday there was no one and the people were there. So they thought, oh, well, we'll give them something on Sunday. Yes. So they hired that special singer to come in on Sunday. And uh, that was... And that was... <laughs> that was... Uh, I, understand, very for that. I understand that was really a, a great program. Yeah, uh, it was, yeah, they the said it was packed. Probably. Pedro's preaching, <laughs> Pedro's preaching down, the, down road, the road. And he's got a packed church. Yes. And he's got people coming to Christ. And the communist official, he's up there and he's got this beautiful Cuban singer. Yes. And they are going to have the greatest yeah. concert in the history of that part of the world. Yeah, that's Unfortunately, right. they didn't take into account the weather. No. Uh, <laughs> tell me about it, Susie. Tell me what happened. Well, it started to get cloudy and it started to rain pretty badly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we thought, oh boy, this is going to affect people even coming to the church. Yes. And uh, we didn't realize just how bad the weather was. Did it affect people coming to the church? 
I don't think so because no, there, there wasn't enough room anyhow. You can only have it full, can't you? Yeah. Exactly. You, you, yeah. I, I mean, they were outside and they were at the windows yeah. on People the side. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. So you, they you know, I'm listen. getting impatient. Tell me what happened off <laughs> so, the road. So anyway, we had no clue what the weather was going to happen, no. what was going to happen. And all of a sudden, the wind started, the rain started, yes. and it was a downpour. Yes. And um, Cuba is not known for tornadoes. No. And it there was a tornado that actually took place. Yes. A tornado came through, and you're not going to believe this, but it came through right over the theater. And the roof was blown off this theater. Now, I'm just restraining saying hallelujah. So I'm not <laughs> going to say that. Right. I know. So we, tell me what the roof got blown off. The roof the got theater. actually blown off the theater. With the old communist official sitting there. With a full house. Uh, packed to the doors. People just, the lights were gone because it was uh -huh. the, all the lights were gone in the whole city. So they're in darkness. So it's in darkness, yeah. the tornado, the wind and the rain. And the roof is gone. The roof yeah. is gone. Chandeliers are sort of just bursting. As chandeliers came down? Yes. Yeah, and that's, this is what awful. What else did they say? Yeah. Um, because of that, it caused such a stir. Uh, the people started running out of the building. Uh, people were started to get robbed, and there was a couple of stabbings also as people were trying to leave and uh, leave the theater. And so us down the road, we were only a mile away. Uh, the only thing that happened to us is as Pedro was preaching, the power was completely knocked out inside the church, uh, but people didn't get up to leave. Uh, actually, people ended up taking out their cell phone lights, using that to light up the stage. And with no sound equipment, uh, Pedro preached just loudly using his voice. And, and people came to Christ. Oh, mm. yes, indeed. After, after the program, uh, by now it's mm. 10.30, almost 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And because it started late, he, he did an altar call and 53 people came and decided to give their life to Jesus Christ. Now, praise God, hallelujah. Amen. If you folks had been up in the other hall, Exactly. What would have happened? Uh, that tornado would have blown that roof off of the The, the chandeliers campaign. would have come down on your heads. Exactly. exactly. Uh -huh. I mean, it would have and, been a and, packed house. It and been... I understand robbers actually came into the right. audience. Right. Yeah. Started stabbing people. Yeah, mm -hmm. two people were stabbed, Pedro told me. And our people were safe down in the church. Nothing yes. happened at and our church. And praising Jesus. Yes. And, and being saved. Exactly. Yes. And the people who'd stopped the meetings and that theater got destroyed completely. The and it, theater that they wouldn't let us use mm -hmm. was totally and completely destroyed. Yes. yes. I mean, we say, praise God that we weren't there. Yes. Hallelujah. Even though we were mm -hmm. disappointed and we didn't understand why God was allowing us to have to go yes. somewhere else. Yes. And, you know, it was devastating for Pedro. Mm -hmm. But... Only looking temporarily. Back, looking yeah. back, we're, we're now thankful that we didn't go there. You know, tremendous uh, Susie and Alan and, and my dear friends who are watching this telecast, there's a text in the Bible, Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. You know That's the right. text? Yes, for we know that God works in all things. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. God works in all things yes. for the good of those who, who love him. That's right. You've been called according to his what? You know the word? Purpose. Yeah. God's got a purpose. That's exactly. right. He's God a had a purpose for you folks. God has got a purpose for you, my friend. And God this, has got a purpose right. for you. And I think God has his hand over his people. And yes, he does. He keeps us safe. And sometimes we don't understand why things happen the way they do. This cancellation turned out to be a tremendous blessing. It, it sure blessing. did. This cancellation was a part of God's purpose. Yes. This 
disappointment was a part of God's sovereign grace, a part of his blessing. Mm -hmm. He was protecting us the entire time and thankfully he was able to grant us a perspective to look back and and notice that at that time. Uh, I'm just thinking, if you'd been up there, he's there with his little church and he's in this place, just visualize it, Mm -hmm. and he's preaching, the roof is going off, the chandeliers are crashing down on the heads of the people mm-hmm. and the lights are, are off and robbers are rushing in with knives. That could have been but for Romans 8.28. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Total chaos. And God foresaw this. Exactly. And, and he, used, he used the communist leader. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the communist leader exactly. was used in the... Used, used by, by God. God. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. And, we were amazing. None, and we were none the wiser being in uh, the other church doing Pedro's <laughs> campaign because we had no idea about that until no, we got back. No, no. The, the wonderful thing is this, that all people, even including communist leaders, are in the hands of Almighty God. That's right. Amen. That's right. They may not believe in God. They may mm-hmm. not uh, share God or think of God. Yes. But God is aware of that. They can't get away from God, can they? No, no, no way. Indeed. It doesn't matter who the leader is. God is the leader. God is in charge. Yes. Right. Ellen, yes. um, tell me, what was Pedro's reaction? Initially, he was devastated. Uh, he had put so much work, months and months of work, into putting this campaign together, uh, only to have it taken away from him in the last moment. Yeah. Uh, and I just watched him go from strength to strength as he continued to pray and, and, and to rely on God for strength to get through this yes. circumstance. Um, and because of that, he was able to put together and uh, take heed of all of these moving parts for his campaign and have a great, powerful, successful campaign in the midst of all of this seeming tragedy. And I'm sure he saw the hand of God. He really did. Yeah, it was a powerful experience. When man closes a door, God always opens a window. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen our, uh, some tremendous defeats, apparently, tr- apparently, awful defeats, mm-hmm. uh, where doors have closed. And then we've seen the mighty hand of God as he has opened a window that has been much bigger than the door that man closed. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I, I just want to say to the audience watching today, you should never give up or be discouraged when a door closes. Mm-hmm. God closes the door so he's, he can open a better door. Uh, God never takes anything away from you that is really good unless he's got something that's really better. That's right. Exactly. And I think this was, uh, this was a pivotal moment for Pedro. Oh, yes. He'll never forget this. Um, he, in his work, this has just given an impetus for him to continue to do more and to keep going in spite of all the obstacles that he faces on a daily basis. And, and he got, he's got tons of those. He We're sure gonna, does. We're going to talk a little bit about his life and, and the people in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Why does Pedro do evangelism? Because I'm told today we don't need to do evangelism <laughs> anymore. It doesn't count. Why does he do evangelism? Uh, I think it's because he believes God. He believes the word and he believes. But what does the word say, though? Oh, to take out your word, to go out and preach Preach. and teach the gospel. Preach. You see, I'm in a a part in the world, in Southern California, where I'm told over and over again, uh, you can't do evangelism. It doesn't work. It's not important. That's crazy. That's crazy. You think it's crazy? We have seen it. We've seen it. We see it work. We've seen how it's transformed lives around the world. 
And what hope do people have? What hope do people have in Cuba without God's word and his promises? Now, now folks, I, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to turn to a text in the Bible. Uh, I'm going to turn to a different text than the okay. text I said I was going to turn to. Okay. <laughs> you see? Yes. I'm going to turn to Romans 1. Okay. I'm going to look at verse 14. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. Alan, you're doing a degree in theology. Yes. But let me tell you something. That degree in theology is worth nothing unless you have a commitment to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Right. Mm -hmm. You right. know? Yes. Uh, what good is a degree if you don't use it for the purpose that it's intended? Absolutely. Now, the greatest theologian in the world since Christ was the Apostle Paul. That's right. Now, people, a lot of people don't realize this, my friend. He was not an armchair theologian. No, he sure wasn't. He was, a, he was a preacher. He was an evangelist. And when you have people tell you that evangelism doesn't work and we shouldn't do it, they are going against the teachings of the Bible. That's right. They're, 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 they're fighting God. Now listen to this text. Paul says, verse 14, I'm a debtor, both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to un unwise. He's a debtor because he's been saved. Mm -hmm. Yes. Therefore, he's got a share. He says, as much as is in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. I'm a debtor. That's right. I'm ready. And then he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Now, we believe it. Mm -hmm. Yes. You believe it. Definitely. Listen, my friend, Pedro believes it. The question is, do you believe it? The Bible says the gospel is the power of God to salvation. And if you go into all the world, and we've done this, and we have seen the power of God. We, mm -hmm. we certainly have, and, and it's been evident every single time. It never <laughs> fails. So the people that yeah. say it doesn't work, yeah. it's because they've never done it. And, and because they never, don't work. Right, and they've yeah. never experienced it. And because the power. they don't have faith. Exactly. And, and because they've the never position. seen the power of God. That's right. Exactly. That's right. But so thank God we have one Pedro. <laughs> Our man in Havana. Our <laughs> man in Havana. That's right. Yeah who has not been taken in by these lies. No. And who believes the gospel is still the power. Yes. And when the roof blew off, Pedro was not there. He was preaching the gospel and saving souls. Amen. Mm -hmm. And we have more tremendous stories to share with you from the land of Cuba, this communist bastion. Uh, stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Greater Manila is more than 20 million souls. Almost all these beautiful people are ignorant of the true gospel of Christ. Manila needs Jesus. 35 years ago, John Carter came to Manila. Pastor Carter is returning to Manila with an urgent assignment. Preach the gospel of Christ and the great truths of the Bible. Don't water down the message. Make it plain, make it clear, make it Christ-centered. The Carter Report needs your help now to light a fire in the Philippines. Your gift will help open the doors of bondage, smash the chains of sin, and open the gates of paradise to thousands of lost souls. The churches have sent out an urgent plea for the Carter Report to return. 
help us proclaim the true gospel of Christ to the beautiful Filipino people. Please send your support to the address on the screen, visit our website, or call the Carter Report. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.